0: calling all canine units and people who love to laugh. Peter Boyle is a tough, ill-mannered cop who is run down in the line of duty. But that's not the end of his story. No, no. He's reincarnated. Surprise! As a streetwise bulldog, in- we watch Puchinski, a 1990 unsold television pilot, right here on Network Special, a podcast about the golden age of appointment television when things were just played once or twice and you could never see them again. But now, thanks to the magic of the internet, we can watch them again to our heart's content. My name is Zachariah Durr, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Nathan puchinski Sheer. And of course, our lovely producer, Jeremy John Demery. That's what he sounds like. (laughs) And we're talking about something that was an unsold pilot, but when things get desperate and slim at the television stations, sometimes they will say, what do we have in the bin that will take up some time? So this was played once on July 9th, 1990. This show stars... David Kirshner and Peter Boyle Boy oh boy What Mm -hmm. a show Yes
1: Before we get into The episode can can we talk about The advertising for this Okay so We know that this is a failed pilot Um NBC NBC right Or is this CBS (laughs) I don't know. I don't you remember. You tell me, <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, they paid for this to be made. They were hoping it was going to become a TV show. It, it doesn't. It fails. So now they're trying to burn it. You know, we don't want to waste the money. How do you advertise a failed pilot that ends at the,
0: the beginning of the story?
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How do you advertise that?
0: I don't know. It's a very special presentation. (laughs) NBC, yeah. And it ends with the words, don't get too attached.
1: (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is this heartwarming story or something. And then, but then the show ends, but it's starting. So, like, I I don't understand how, like, some pilots you watch and they're self-contained for sure. But this one, its whole purpose was setting up a story Huge long story. Yeah. So like I I I I was trying to find a commercial for it online. I didn't see one. Um, but yeah, Puczynski, let's do this. Okay.
0: By the way, I would <laughs> like to make a correction. This stars stars George Newbern and Peter Boyle. I was looking at the right. producer's list. I apologize to George Newbern and his family for getting that wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and and, and by
1: the way George Newbern very much kind of a Andrew McCarthy like is it who is it is it Andrew McCarthy is it George New is it like
0: (laughs) when he came on screen I thought it was Blossom's oldest brother the one who (laughs) was not on the show for that long but it's, it's it's the guy who was in Father of the Bride playing the groom yeah
1: yeah very mild mannered looking person
0: yeah who mostly does i guess he's on law and order svu now uh and he does a lot of video game voices he plays sephiroth in all the fantasy games you're saying he's in the uh sv universe Mm -hmm, that's what i'm saying uh boy this show is (laughs) executive produced by david Kirschner actor John Ritter who have long and storied careers was directed Mm -hmm. by Brian Levant and also produced by him. And I was going, Brian Levant, why does that sound so familiar? He is the producer of both happy days and Mork and Mindy. Okay. And the director, he is a storied schlockmeister who directed (laughs) problem child Two. Beethoven, nice. the Flintstones, nice. nice jingle all the way. Yep. Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas. Oh yeah, sex. Follow up, follow up, and Snow Dogs. Nice, very dog heavy, de- very dog centric career. He knows animals and children, mm-hmm. and in every interview I found with him, he has a very defensive attitude about his film career. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just so
1: interesting. Why would you be defensive of what is clearly a job? Like this is like you make, you're make you making money and this is your job. Like you didn't take snow dogs because you thought it was going to uh, look good on your resume.
0: No. Except and by the if way, you knew. <laughs> those were all hits. Yes. Those were so, all huge right. hits. So I, did, I was curious to, to see. Defend? I was curious if Flintstone's lost money because flintstones was one of those movies where i remember seeing it in the theater and i you could sense that nobody was enjoying themselves on screen (laughs) or in the audience (laughs) i looked up that movie cost 40 million dollars and it made 345 million dollars wow that's more than a huge hit that is a a a megalith no that's domestic Holy moly. I know. That's how hot movies were in 1994. Just like the golden era for raking it in. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, maybe this guy had big uh, dreams of being uh, the next Orson Welles, and he feels a little odd about it. But yeah, all his interviews <laughs> are like, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you know, maybe the critics don't like what I do, but you're there with your family at the video store. They're, my g- kids are going to reach for that. <laughs> 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 like, okay, Brian,
1: calm down. <laughs> yeah this is very this this is very much like can you believe does it make sense to you that this was single camera
0: <laughs> well hey we have well yes for a reason that we're gonna get into <laughs> okay. let's okay, see what this okay. show is about we've said that all these people who uh you know brian hadn't directed all those things yet but they had big tv track writers john Ritter, big star doing three's company uh brian levant solid track record happy days mork and mindy they're putting their weight behind this pilot with a story they came up with puchinski puchinski a story set with two cops in chicago their partners one's a slob one's a neat freak and then the slob <laughs> sees a dog adopts the dog gets hit by a car while carrying the dog and his soul is then transferred into the dog's body. And so Mm -hmm. now his uh, neat freak partner has a bulldog as a police partner that only he can hear, question mark? There's kind of a Garfield rule about it where I feel like he can speak to him and no one else. No, no, because he says
1: to a guy on the elevator, floor five, please. And the guy hears him.
0: So he chooses not to speak to anyone else. Right. He's just not
1: speaking. Like he's, I think you're thinking, I think you're hearing his thinking when he's Mm. not speaking.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, it's as confusing as you'd think. And it is a show. (laughs) You might be asking, so is this a show for children? Because it is a puppet dog. It is very unclear because this dog is horny. (laughs) <laughs> the show looks filthy. <laughs> he is DTF. This <laughs> it's a show for no one. It is so bizarre. Oh, and by the way, the cop, the slob cop is played by respected actor, Peter Boyle, Peter Boyle. <laughs> from Taxi Driver.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is. Um, he's really hamming it up too. like, you know, <clears throat> I feel like they're really trying hard to give you a sense of how gross he is. Um, but he's just doing all the, the normal kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's a hot chick. Yeah. You know, then you're like, oh, this cop's really off the edge. <laughs> Cause you know, he's like, you know, they're like, they're like, uh, like the, it opens with him calling into the secretary or, you know, the, um,
0: oh, the, the dispatcher,
1: dispatch, and, the hot and female dispatcher. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, I heard about you Puchinski. I read about you on the wall you know like just yeah. like there's no like there's not much time basically there is not much time to figure this all out they're just
0: barreling through this this show feels so short it yes. it feels like an i'm watching an animated gif because <laughs> it is it's the same quality too two, <laughs> <laughs> two cops cop dies Cops the dog now. They're looking for the killer. They find the killer. Okay, we're done. That's the yeah. show. <laughs> I feel like, do you think
1: that like uh, the show would have been him trying to find the killer over the course of this many episodes? Except that since th- they had, they, since the show never got picked up, they had to edit this so that it, at least he finds the killer at the end and they can tie up that Well, here, so that there's something ends at the end of this thing?
0: Here's sort of a theory I have and I could not find a lot of hard evidence of anything of this show. I think this was a movie script or at least a movie treatment hmm. and it was then downgraded to TV pilot because yeah. this seems like a high concept 90s comedy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, late a, 80s early 90s Turner so much so much body swapping going on in 80s comedies. Uh,
1: this is someone was like, look, Turner and Hooch big time success. Why don't we play off of that and make it
0: an actual cop who is his partner the dog. Yeah. Um but I mean, there had been other movies like Shaggy Dog. Or sure, sure. walk like a man. I mean, it's
1: a time, time honored tradition.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I think that's a good theory. Uh, but I mean, is John Ritter. Um, I guess he was. I don't know. I, I don't know. I see that name and I think
0: TV, but. Oh, he was a movie you know, Yeah, he was a movie star. He really was uh, a huge star at that point. I think yeah. it's easy to forget how huge he was for a minute. Yeah.
1: The do, in the opening of this thing, the the cop, the bad cop Peter Boyle, he goes into this alleyway where he finds the dog. But before he finds the dog, he runs into these kids, right? And are the kids like beating up the dog? Yeah, they're haranguing this dog. These kids are 9 years old? Yeah, tiny kids. Yeah. They are packing. They're like, they're, they're like a full-on gang at nine years old at night. Yeah, <laughs> where are their parents? <laughs> so, so they're going on a stakeout, right? So him and the cop are on a stakeout. And this is where he gets murdered, right? Mm-hmm. What are they staking out?
0: I could not figure out if they were just on a beat or if, if there was a series of ATM robberies. That must be what was inferred because you see a person hold up an old lady with a gun at an ATM that they're
1: yeah. by. That's where I was like, are they just like staking out random ATMs, hoping that someone comes by?
0: They, they, they might be.
1: Yeah, but so do you? Do you have an? And by the way, yeah, they chase this guy, and. It's like immediately the cops are shooting at cars. They're just shooting. Like these cops are just shooting straight at people. Like no, no question. Like no, no, no trying to get out of the way. Hey,
0: you're in Chicago, (laughs) Nate. That's how they do it there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so he, he is clipped by this car and this is where he dies, but I'm
0: trying to figure out how does he become the dog? He just looks at the dog, right? If it's the old saying, if you look into the eyes of an animal when you're dying, you your soul transfers into them. <laughs> they stop being an animal and start being you.
1: Yes, it is like he, there's no
0: there's no explanation.
1: Maybe, maybe they maybe they'll go into this a little bit during the TV show or something, but
0: well, it's something where you would think there would at least be a line where you know, like ah, if I ever died, I may think I want to come back as a dog. They seem to have it pretty good. You could have included anything like that, but there is nothing magical about this show. It's just a cop show up until this point when his soul goes into the body of a dog. I wish I was you, Puchinsky. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's so crazy is the cop's name is Puchinsky. <laughs> it's not the dog's name. I know. <laughs> And his partner, Dogowitz. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, dog puppet P- P- in this thing. <laughs> dog puppet in this thing, pretty good. Pretty good dog puppet. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So now you were saying
1: you were saying the reason why you think it had to be a single camera show?
0: Oh, uh when you're shooting with a puppet, it needs to be single camera. Because you have to hide the puppeteer somewhere. And they're swapping okay, it out well, for a, a dog. Uh,
1: what about ALF and stuff like that? That was on a set. Well, okay. But don't you think that they, if they're on location, like Seinfeld, like if they're on location, they're filming. If they're in the, I mean, I guess they're mostly on location.
0: I guess it's fine. <laughs> okay. Let them off the hook. <laughs> they also yeah. swap back and forth between a real dog and a puppet a lot on this. You're seeing yeah. that trained dog quite a bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just, I guess I always, I guess I always attributed single camera to a more um, high class of show mm.
0: <laughs> uh, than a multi cam. They had a budget. I mean, they had sets, they had a puppet, they had, you know, effects. It's not like this thing is totally shoestring. What is the song that he sings? Everybody loves somebody sometimes yeah how much money
1: do you think they spent (laughs) on licensing that song that they had to play it like five
0: times that's true Peter Boyle (laughs) loves that song and so it's not enough for his partner that his dog is speaking to him and claiming to be Puchinski soul transferred he doesn't buy it until he starts singing the song (laughs) he gives him intimate details about his life yeah and the guy's like what I don't I
1: still don't don't, it's just a talking dog and then he starts, everybody. And he's like, oh my God, it's <laughs> Yeah, he sings that song. They, they sing that song five times. It is like constantly. I'm like, man, we are getting use out of this freaking song. And then there's the segment where they try to make it emotional.
0: Yes, it goes from like the dog farting to sentimental on a dime. <laughs> I don't understand. Like there's no tone. There's no like consistent tone for this. Also during that scene where the dog reveals uh, who he is, is my favorite trope at a funeral in shows or TV, which is uh, there's a funeral for this person. His friends and family don't really stick around, but the one character <laughs> we know does s- sticks around <laughs> like by the coffin. That way Pujinski <laughs> can walk up to him and start talking.
1: Yeah, everyone has long gone to the reception. They're eating potato salad and fried chicken. And he's he's still there. He's I, the one true friend
0: I, of a guy he hated. I don't know what else to talk about in the show because it's an exaggeration to say they decide to find the killer. They go, well, we can say that whenever he returns to the police station. We get a charming sequence where uh, Puczynski as a dog uh, violently humps the woman... <laughs> Who he has a crush on? That's a dis- lovely sequence. Is that the dispatcher? Yes.
1: Yeah, we we get we we get. Yeah, they call back to that opening
0: scene, and he he rapes her. Uh, yeah, you're not exaggerating. <laughs> she falls backwards. Am I the only person? Am I violently overreacting? I never enjoy seeing a dog humping something, and I never think it's funny <laughs> whenever it's being done to me. Is that overreaction th- on my part? <laughs> Do you think that that is a very like f- famously
1: fun thing for people to see and feel?
0: <laughs> I feel like in a lot of comedies with a dog, unless it is for small children, it will always happen. Uh, and also, dog owners don't stop it when it's happening. <laughs> That's what's the most. That's the most annoying part. I watched this TikTok
1: video recently where it was like a family was doing something, you know, having a prayer or something. And in the middle of the prayer, this dog comes over and is just jamming into this uh, fake dog on the ground. And it's like no one is doing anything. No one's like going, "Hey, get a get, get out of here."
0: Producer Jeremy, weigh in. As a uh, owner of two Puchinskis myself. <laughs> Uh, You you have two police officers who live in your home. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I think it's highly inappropriate to allow the dog to do that. And it doesn't set good boundaries for the dog either. Yeah. It's a dominance thing, right? Right. Okay. Cause I've had people say like, Oh, he's nervous. I was like, Hmm, I don't, when I get nervous, I don't run to the bathroom.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? No, you do it right there. you know what I do actually but I I poop instead. <laughs> I used to I remember every time I uh, would do stand up comedy every single time I'd have to go to the restroom and it's always in this disgusting hole of a open mic. I I just had a miserable experience <laughs> as a stand up. I'll just say it. <laughs> Is my point.
0: Right. Uh, We go to his apartment. The guy's a neat freak. Uh, The dog is a dog. It's also always the confusing thing in these comedies where somebody is transferred into a dog. Where does the line between they're an animal and they're a person begin and end? Because they need to chew a slipper. They need to howl when they hear a siren uh so are they still part dog is their brain uh, like do they eat dog food do they want human food this one doesn't it seems like he only
1: is a dog when he's trying to um get something like so like he goes to chew the slipper only as a way to get the guy to stop
0: he, uh, he talks something. about how he, want, he he's going to lick himself and if he sees a, another cute oh, dog, right. he doesn't have to waste time with small talk. That's right. So this gross, hey. farting, rapist dog who, yeah. who we're supposed to be falling <laughs> in love with. And then there's an emotional scene. like, uh, like uh, <laughs> Yes. And then he yeah. looks in the mirror wistfully and talks about how he's a dog now.
1: <laughs> like he's all pumped about it because he gets to be rapey and then he looks in the mirror and goes, like,
0: oh, <laughs> Oh, no, I, I forgot I look like I forgot like I'm a dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, dang it. The only other thing that happens in this show is uh, we're introduced to another new character in the span of the 15 seconds of this show, the beautiful widower and her uh, Moppet child who live in the same building as the clean detective who he's, mm-hmm. uh has a crush on and she's played by the woman who played the reporter in The Mask, and she's made Marion and uh, Men in Tights and a bunch of other She was comedies. on Wings. And she was John Ritter's uh, wife. Oh, cool. Yeah. Might be how she got the job. She is, she's <laughs> fine as an actress. That's not a slam yeah, on, on her. Um, and there's a scene that goes nowhere where she comes over and uh, is making dinner and sees them getting in a comical fight. And the girl giggles. <laughs> yeah. I don't, why, why does he, Why does he tear up his room? because he's been locked in there he's 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 uh he's getting in the way between i this is also the crazy thing where <laughs> there's supposed to be this this mismatched two people this happens all the time in comedies you have the the slob and the snob and mm-hmm. they don't get along and usually it's the snob is in love with somebody but can't talk to her because he's not real enough And for some reason, it is very important to the slob that the snob winds up with this person and gets laid.
1: (laughs) So Buczynski,
0: who hates his partner, who's mad he's a dog, who hates everything about this situation, also uh, tries to get these two together as a couple and tries to make them fall in love. It's just –
1: uh, there's, it's just, like, it's just chaos. Like, this is like, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no constant
0: in this show at all. I would love to know what their plan was if this had been picked up. What the long term plan was. I mean, Peter Boyle playing it smart. He goes in a sound booth, you know, once a month, does all his Puczynski lines, and, and gets out of there. <laughs> he never has to be on camera for this thing. You don't think they flashback or anything I don't I don't think Peter would have been too into that <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> you don't think they flash back to him like planting drugs on someone <laughs> 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 or you know like they're doing they're like uh, they're busting like a whorehouse or something and he <laughs> like they find they catch him in a room. <laughs>
0: One of the people, <laughs> you know, we're, we're we're saying like all this stuff, like oh, where in the world would they have gone with this? But the, you know, Knight Rider on forever, but a guy solving crimes with a talking car, not the <laughs> craziest time in the world for these these high concept shows to go on and on. Um, this is this is stakeout.
1: This is every episode. This is stakeout. Like every
0: episode is going to be a stakeout. Um. Right. Yeah. And speaking of stakeout, uh, we see them. Staking at the same ATM, guy comes back, they catch him, um, Puchinski bites the robber hard on the crotch, and the sound effects mm-hmm. guy bites a piece of celery, <laughs> he has a nice crunchy crotch, and then just to make sure he he's, uh, has a case of the not-gays, Puchinski goes, just so you know, I did not enjoy that. Don't worry, kids. Puczynski did not enjoy having his mouth around the penis of that robber. So what?
1: What if? What if the the real Puchinski pilot- had
0: said, "There's something awakened in me."
1: <laughs> what if the real show it was a gay buddy cop show, and that's why the guy did not want to go out to dinner with the red hair girl in his apartment? Great but twist. They, since it, they had to edit it. For the special presentation. And they're like, Peter, we need you for one more line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, the last shot we get is a, uh, a photo of Puchinski and Clean Cop with medals around their necks because they caught the ATM bandit. <laughs> yeah, the biggest case <laughs> that the Chicago
1: PD has ever
0: Correct. When you think of big cases, you think of Son of Sam. You think of yeah. uh the 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 Manson family murders and then of course uh-huh. the ATM bandit.
1: <laughs> what were the other ones he solved? Do you remember? Remember Oh like, God,
0: a Strangler, I think. Something like
1: the pajama strangler or something. Something like a, that. Yeah, Peter Boyle's the um, resume. The un, the umbrella burglar, you know, or something like that. Like Oh, that—that that is also uh, another character in this is the the Sarge, yeah, like the the captain mm-hmm. who is um f- from uh what his name is Frank McRae. He's an old football player, but he was also in like police academy movies and stuff too, right?
0: He plays. Uh, he's in. I think he's in police academy. He definitely plays the sergeant with the exact same energy as here in Forty Eight Hours. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And he's in Last Action Hero, also as the Yelling Sergeant.
1: Yeah, he's playing a, a joke on himself. He, uh, I always like that guy, but uh, he died this year.
0: Really? Yeah. Was he in the montage? Sadly. Or he died uh, this year? No. <laughs> What's that? This year or 2020? April. Oh, so he's like in the montage, slow motion of yeah. him yelling. Um let me see.
1: Yeah, I um I always like I like his look. He seems like a gentle giant. <laughs> Even though he's always yelling. Sure. Uh April 29th, 2021. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. He'll be in the one next year then, I guess.
0: At least he got to see Disneyland reopen. <laughs> so is there anything else? Hey, aren't we all fortunate <laughs> to have seen that? Uh, Puchinski I know we barreled through this but really folks there's not too much to say this is thin <laughs> soup I had heard of this show forever because I, I always watch those um, compilation shows where it's like you're not gonna believe this was a TV show or America's <laughs> craziest failed pilots or something they always showed clips from Puchinski because it's so high concept and so ridiculous mm-hmm. Um. Really, I got all the highlights watching those clip shows because there's not yeah. too much else that happens. Yeah, this is a
1: this is a real dud, and, and uh, of course, it was canceled. Of course,
0: it wasn't uh, wh- even canceled; you- it just didn't happen. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: that's true. Yeah what would what would you where would you put this up against Shangri La Plaza? Would you say is better?
0: Oh, Shangri La Plaza. For
1: sure. So if you're so if you're on you're on the NBC team. Oh wait, and those, I'm, I'm greenlighting one of these. <laughs> those, these two shows appear.
0: Jeez, oh, Louise.
1: <laughs> and you have to choose one for Thursday night oh, must see TV, <laughs> right after Seinfeld.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm still gonna. You know what? I'm still gonna go like Shangri La. I'm 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 gonna go the the realm of like a a tough but fair judge with a lawyer who has an unusual request i'm going to say i'm going to allow it but this better be going somewhere <laughs>
1: uh, let's order six
0: <laughs> oh no i gotta get 25 of this turkey
1: but <laughs> <laughs> i i i i pass on shangri-la wow and i say let's retool Puczynski to be a kid's show
0: but that's different saturday that's, morning saturday yeah, morning show that's that's <laughs> <laughs> That's where this thing should be. It should not have this money behind it. This is the dumbest idea ever. Uh,
1: has has primetime children, is, has primetime kids TV shows yeah. ever worked besides like the Muppet show or something?
0: Besides like Snick, Like Nickelodeon programming? I mean,
1: besides a channel that is devoted to kids programming. <sighs>
0: It's just for children. I mean, I guess you could say Muppets is family. I think there's family shows that work. Yeah, but then that's like every
1: sitcom of the eighties. So you you're, know, you're like, looking for just a children's I, show. I, I'm saying like a Saturday, like okay, so like the say by the bell, the college years,
0: you know,
1: it did not work, right? So like how, like are like you know, every once in a while they'll try and do a cartoon or something. Like, how often, how did they, has that ever been a programming time period for kids as like eight o'clock? I mean, everyone's in bed, I
0: guess. Yeah, no, it needs to hit more age demographics. The most you can do is something that you can watch with the whole family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say that the uh, wonderful world of Disney, I mean, it's family programming, but it's definitely, you know, more kids are going to be into it. I guess uh, uh, TGIF.
1: Yeah. Is more kid friendly. So that, and that's a Friday night where kids can stay up a little bit later.
0: Right. Yeah. That, that would be, that would be the answer because I cannot imagine adults watching Family Matters and thinking it was a riot. (laughs) Right. No, no adult is going like that. Cody on Step by Step. I can't help but grin. He's so dumb.
1: Full house. Right. That's a TGIF. That's TGIF. Yeah. Yeah. I say this. I say this. I say we, we move this and uh, we put it uh, and we put it up against ABC's TGIF and we start our own oh,
0: TGIF block. Okay. All right. You're just trying to uh, save your me. job. <laughs> I feel like, and I'm I'm, I'm nowhere. We're trying to wrap up here. I feel like anytime time <laughs> they pushed too hard on the kid part of TGIF, it flopped. Like there was Mego. Well Bronson Bronson Pincho played the alien in the family. Remember that? <laughs> no. That was like a Saturday morning show and that just flopperoonied. Yeah, you
1: need you have to have an element that parents can be following along with. Because because my dad's not my dad's not throwing on TGIF for me.
0: He's not? No, he's not watching TV. When you come and visit, he doesn't say, Hey, how about a a trip down memory lane (laughs) and turns on the Hogan family?
1: Yeah, he has a playlist on my plex. (laughs) I'm just saying, like you know, like it has to be something like Fresh Prince, I think worked for adults as well. Uh, but that was very much a a young younger person target. But also my dad would have would have watched that.
0: All right, well, try again, Puchinski. You're going to be on our TGIF. This is going to be the first on our version of the TGIF lineup. Um, who else will join the Pantheon? Have, who,
1: who do they get now, though, since Peter's passed?
0: Oh, you Ooh. want to do this now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're resurrecting both TGIF on another <laughs> network. We're starting our competing network. So yeah, modern day, who are we going to get? Oh, Paul Giamatti. Okay, well, I'm a dog now. All right. Well, I guess this is my life, right? I look like a real piece of garbage. <laughs> huh. Oh, ah. huh. First, no women. Now this, great. <laughs> yeah, it's me, Pushinsky.
1: Yeah, I say. Yeah, I say we, we we advertise this as like, hey, remember TGIF? We're going to compete now. Little remember yeah.
0: Remember, tgif well it's back but also <laughs> on this other network that we're starting <laughs> a new thing
1: starring paul giamatti <laughs> <laughs> okay well i think we've put pooch- i think we've pooched this episode we pooched <laughs> well this what, what, what did stoney think of poochinski
0: Hold on. I'm looking out the window <laughs> to see if he's here.
1: Stony, you out there? What? Hey, hey come what? on in. We want... We, come on in. What's up? You guys talking, hey. Bujinski? Oh, hey, yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always outside the door. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You heard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and uh, did you get a chance to watch Puchinsky? I sure did, and I think I got
0: one thing to say. I don't know what they were smoking when they came up with this thing, but I want some.
1: <laughs> that is a classic Stony review, and I am happy we were yeah. able to hear it. Yeah, Thank too. you, Stoney.
0: Thank you, Stony. We'll see All- you next week. All right, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.